Warning, warning. Two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercom. I'm pretty sure I did this voice before. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP. It's me, Tanhany. And uh, the other guy, Darnell, is still here. Incredibly. How's it feel? I know. I've survived again. And this time, I've brought a friend to back me up. Oh shit. Is it DJ Cactus again? No, even better than DJ Cactus. Would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, my name is Pepper's Ghost. I've written SCP-4000, SCP-2030, and a few other stupid things. Oh shit, that's right, you wrote 4000, dude. I loved 4000, that was so cool. I kept gushing over that when we were reading it. Oh, I'm so glad. I really like the way you set things up, because like, what you did is you made it so the whole gimmick was you couldn't say... You couldn't give it a name, so you had to say something different every time, but you kind of leaked in a little bit of info each time you referred to a concept that gave a, a bit more of the picture, and I just thought that was so neat and clever. I really dug that. Thank you. There was a lot of thought that went into that one. It was written off and on for about four years, so Damn! Like in a way, I kind of cheated <laughs> against the people who like wrote over the course of a month. Holy but, shit! Uh, four years. I think after four years, yeah, you're I mean, end I, it. I wasn't like working on it every day for four years, but you know, it was it well, was a fun experiment. Four years—it's like what, almost a sixth of your life, Tanhoni? Over six, seven. Okay, so what this is, because I don't know if we ever actually explained <laughs> what this joke is that we keep doing. Because when yeah, I yeah, posted realize... SCP-5000 and I won, uh, and actually this was before I won, <laughs> <laughs> I was so, I wanted people to know, I wanted I want people to know I really enjoyed the SCP wiki, so I posted a little earnest little post saying, oh, this is my SCP, I've been here for nine years, almost a third of my life, and no one's ever shut the fuck up about it since. Well, what made it what made it really funny, Peppers, is not long after some esports guy retired and he used the exact same line. It was like I've been doing this for some years, over a third of my life, and it was so fucking funny that I just kept memeing it from that point on. Oh like, my god! It was a moment game. of vulnerability, and they destroyed it. Weakness on the internet, foolish. All right. I don't want to think about what percentage of my life I've spent on the SCP Wiki at this point. It's some cost yeah, fallacy. Well, We're here for life at this point. <laughs> Sucks for yeah. you, nerds, oh, but I'm too much God. of a jock to read SCPs. It's episode 65, Darnell. <laughs> I've been here about as long as I've had this laptop, and okay. <laughs> that's a long time. Almost a of your life. Speaking of lengths, by the way, at time of recording, it is your birthday, so everybody, oh, you have to wish is. Pepper's Ghost happy birthday in the comments. Everyone, everyone in the comments, apologize for missing Pepper's Ghost birthday, because this will be posted next week. Yeah. You, you <laughs> will be expected to send him a gift worth a minimum of $50. And if you don't, you can't comment right. anymore. Venmo is fine. <laughs> All right, on. but um, all that aside, Tanhoney, how many SCPs do you have for us today? I'm glad you asked Arnell, because you do it every week. Uh, one, two SCPs, maybe three, depending on how long the first two uh, take us. So it's like a choose-your-own-adventure episode. Choose-your-own-adventure. All right, cool, cool, cool. And uh, uh, as I'm sure you probably guessed, Peppers, if in case I forgot to bring it up, whenever we have a guest, all the SCPs we read are going to be that guest. So these are all yours. Cool. I'm really excited to see which ones you chose. Don't worry. Tanhoney, why don't you hit us with that first link? The first one we have is SCP-2200. It's called uh, Solberg, and it is by Pepper's Ghost. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Solberg? (laughs) 
He'd be laughing. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't heard of this one already. Uh, well, the whole gimmick actually is I don't really know anything about SCP. Or I guess I do now. Oh. When we started yeah, over here, Z65, I do, can't really say that anymore. But... Yeah, yeah, but the, the gimmick of the whole series is like, I didn't know anything other than there's a peanut, there's a lizard, and I'd read like maybe a handful of tans because he's my friend. Uh, so he's been introducing okay. me to these ones, and I'm giving like a fresh take from someone who doesn't really participate in the wiki, wasn't in the offsite community, anything, just like fresh eyes. Although I've been, uh, this is like episode 65, so through this podcast, I guess I now have SCP experience, but I don't really think my opinions on a lot of things line up with the communities as uh, shown by the comments section more often than not. Interesting, but I like that you bring that perspective. Not, I, I hesitate to say outsider because you know, welcome. I, I don't want to be like, oh, you, you're you're an outsider. But like, seriously, it is cool to get some thoughts from people who aren't part of an echo chamber, which <laughs> the fandom can be at times. Oh shucks, man, you're making me blush. I like this guy. You know, friendship ended with cactus. Now Pepper's ghost is my favorite guest already. What are we, not even Wait, you were friends in? with Cactus? Yeah, he's been on, like, once or twice, but... You ended your friendship with Cactus? His only friendship? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, poor Cactus! We can't make these jokes. Cactus might be watching. <laughs> What's he gonna do? Come into the podcast and try to shoot you again? Anyway, you said this is called Solberg, Tan. Get to reading. Yeah, but um, I don't know whether we should do this before or after this, but there's a little bit of a, a backstory to, to, to this article. Well? There is. There is. Should I know it, or um, will it be more fun if I don't know it going in? Well, I do. You, I can give you the spoiler-free version. If Spo- you'd like. Very spoiler-free, because as spoiler-free. Okay, as possible. so this was this was written um, in response to something that happened in the community, and it was something that I didn't necessarily expect to get a lot of attention, and it was really one of my under-the-radar SCPs for a long time. Then somebody in the offsite fandom made a really, really, really incredible uh piece of animation based on it and it blew up and i ended up rewriting a good chunk of the article uh because i was like oh shit people are going to read this now (laughs) all right interesting sounds like some drama going on i have noticed the now this isn't just scp exclusive i feel like this goes with any internet community but i have noticed there's a lot of drama at any given time so that's what i'm going to assume you're referring to is like some sort of old drama not 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 really drama, more of an in-joke, really. Oh, okay. That's actually kind of nice for a change of pace, then. All right. Well, then, Tanhoney, with that, with that said, it. are you ready to get started? <laughs> with that padding, let's get into it. Item number, SCP-2200. Object class, Keta. Special containment procedures. I can't think of weird ways to say Keta, so I just sort of dragged it on a little bit. <laughs> the current instance of SCP-2200-2 is to be kept in a standard humanoid containment chamber at Biosite-59. To prevent the relocation of Dash 1, a minimum of five armed security personnel must escort Dash 2 to Termination Chamber T28 once a month to assist in routine D-Class cycling. In the event Dash 1 relocates, Mobile Task Force Epsilon 30 Bladefielders is to be deployed to seek out and contain the new 2200-2 instance. I love Bladefielders. That sounds like a like a squad in a fantasy anime. It sounds like a lot Just like a group. bunch of knights lined up with their magical swords. I didn't even remember writing that part. The area of land encompassing Dash 3 has been designated Site 502. Excuse me, with Foundation faculty members living as residents in the town proper. As Dash 3 is populated by anomalous individuals, excuse me again, a faculty may acknowledge the existence of anomalous activity in general, but are not to divulge details on any SCP object besides 2200. 
Each task member leaving on site is a spit of weekly report detailing their experience and interactions. For all intents and purposes, Dash Freeze remained an autonomous community with minimal political and social interference by the Foundation. Additional intervention may be ordered by the presiding on-site staff lead at their discretion. As a number of inert instances are already in storage for testing and archival purposes, additional inert Dash 4 are to be collected and melted down for use in funding Foundation activities. So we've got a lot of moving parts here. Wait a minute, Tan- Tanhoney. Hello? I thought this SCP sounded familiar, and I was about to compare it to something, and I and the thing I was going to compare it to is this SCP. I think we've read this. We've not read this. Yeah, not, it's the not, one where it's like a bunch of metal people. They bond, oh, to, they bond to a sword. The sword is like King Arthur. Huh? <laughs> Damn, we've already read this one! King Arthur? You have? <laughs> yeah! King he keeps Arthur. doing it! Yeah, he has King like Arthur's visions. He has like vi- he has like visions from like Arthurian legends and shit. It's like the the swords. Like no, 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 no. Something else. That is something else. Wait, there's two of them. No, I think. I think. Even if we have read one, I think you've mixed it up with the one that's actually Excalibur in your head into a new SCP. That's fair, but I'm pretty sure we've read this because it's like the people are all like metal people and they can't leave the city, and if they do, they freeze. Right? Okay. We. <laughs> Fuck, fuck. Don't worry, I Sorry. came prepared. This is really awkward. It's never happened there. with a guest before. But basically, to give you a secondary idea of the podcast, Peppers, the idea, the secondary goal of the podcast, aside from introducing me to SCP, was to Tanhoney give me a catering reading leading up to so he could finally read 5,000 for the audience and I would get all the things. But I'm pretty sure we're close to having done that, so he keeps putting in things we've already read like over a year ago. Oh yeah, I think this one this one is featured in five thousand, so it probably would have been uh, part of the run up. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. a King Arthur sword. Yeah, he's sorry. Yeah, I got mixed up with a second SCP, I think, in my memory. Uh, but yeah, I'm almost but positive. I came prepared for this, so I have an alternative. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This okay, has never me... happened like with a guest before. Pepper's Ghost. This is a terrible first impression. It's fine. Can I just yeah. ramble on this for a moment? Go since, for it. Uh, where you don't have to I was going to say, yeah, we, can we get the spoilery rundown on the backstory now? <laughs> so there was a cold post a long time ago, even before I came to the wiki, that had gained infamy um, called Solberg. And it was your stereotypical anime sword fighter. He, oh, oh, like, hell yes. He, he glowed blue uh, whenever he would, like, kill people and... It was super edgy, super fun. This was back when people were more inclined to crap on uh, poor articles. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they latched onto this one specifically, but it was fairly infamous. So this was both an in-joke, kind of poking fun at it, but also kind of trying to redeem the idea. Because virtually all of the original details are still present in here, even, like, turning blue to an extent. Now I remember this Um, is the one where the sword cuts someone and then they become a part of the city. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and so the... Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the components are present, but, like, with the added detail, I wanted to, like, make it nuanced beyond just guy what fights good. You know what? I respect that. And I remember liking this one. Uh, I don't remember the exact ring, but you can tell because I went to click upvote, but it said I already upvoted it. So... <laughs> That's the final you do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Tan honey, you gotta stop, man. I think you just have to. I think we gotta do five thousand next week at this point. I keep thinking I haven't prepared for it, but I did prepare for it a year ago. Yeah, it's been sixty-five weeks, my friend. 
give well, you know, give you know, you gotta forgive me for forgetting. <laughs> I don't remember what I was doing this time last week, so Yeah, me neither. It's all good. That's okay, that's so I got I gotta know. I gotta know just how much of your backlog I gotta listen through. Do you talk about Tanhoney's SCPs very much? Occasionally we do. Uh, usually in the form of he tries to trick me by saying it's a different author and then at the end he's like surprised it's Tanhoney. Yeah, only um, after he gives me the I think is my very, very limited of SCPs, like I told you before we started, was I knew the ideas behind Peanut and Lizard, and I had read some of Tan's already, because he was my friend, and when we met, and, like, I didn't realize he was, like, a big part of the wiki or whatever. Like, he would just be like, guys, I posted this, and I'm like, all right, I'll read it. So I already knew some of them, <laughs> so he stayed away from it unless they were relevant to 5,000. But occasionally he'll, like, lump one in there. And I'll make Gotcha, because I'm really curious what goes on in this guy's mind. Uh, it's really, really humbling to hear him, you know, apparently hyping me up because he's one of my favorite authors. Aww. So, uh, it's, uh, just an honor to be here, guys. <laughs> yeah, Thank it's you. an honor to have you. I've heard so much about you. I've enjoyed the articles of yours that we've read. Um, Tanhoney has, uh, Tanhoney does this thing where, like, uh, he, he oh, has wow. this chuny persona, but, like, <sighs> behind closed doors, he's a very sweet, sweet boy. That's not surprising. Let's get to the, the SCP. I've got, I've got. This is my backup one in case this happens. <laughs> All right. This Pass is SCP one seven one five. I'm gonna laugh if we've also read this one. We've not read this one. I'm sure we haven't read this that one. picture. This SCP one seven one five called Online Friend by. Well, the picture changed recently. Oh God, so that's not even proof. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure we haven't read it already. Item number SCP seventeen fifteen. Object class you sell it. Special containment procedures. Foundation-operated web analysis bot Gamma84, anti-Ben. I'm pretty sure... Is it anti-Ben or actually anti-Ben? You can say it however you want. I like anti-Ben. Anti-Ben? Is to be kept in constant operation and checked for defects twice a week by a level 2 staff member. When functional, the bot will search a wide range of online message boards for posts created by individuals previously declared deceased. And if the manifestation of the SCP on a website is confirmed, the bot will initiate a distributed denial-of-service attack against the site until Foundation personnel are able to either permanently remove the site from operation or convince the site's administrators that the SCP is a person of malicious intent. A list of convincing cover stories for the latter procedure can be found in document 1715-63. I, I can't believe their containment procedure, procedures are just like hiring script kiddies. That's so funny. <laughs> Alright. What do you think of my with it? Donnell. What? What do you think this 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 entity may be? This SCP. Oh well, what it sounds like is um, it's a certain kind. Now maybe my my perspective's plagued from the shit post one last week, but I think it might be some form of anomalous shit post, or maybe like a copy pasta even that like anomalously spreads or something. But I, we don't have enough information yet, and I can see there's a quite lengthy description, so I'm not gonna lock that in. But no that's worries. my tentative guess. He used to be so comfortable. And I, I want to say real quick that uh, this one, comparatively speaking, is an old SCP. And I don't think that named uh, web crawlers were a thing at this point, which is why I maybe put more detail into that part of it than I would have nowadays. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I've noticed in the years since that people people have kind of picked up on that as, like, a way to contain online things. Yeah, I've started, like, doing my special Snowflake version of learning computers, which are just web crawlers, but with a different name, pretty much. Yeah. 
So I'll steal that, and then the circle will be complete. Exactly. If you really want to, if you really want to step on Tanhoni's shoes, you should steal nutritional charts for your. I don't do that anymore. Shoes. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I don't write. All right, but yeah, description Tanhoni. Description. SCP-1715 is an anomalous entity that sporadically joins and integrates itself into small online communities, such as message boards and wiki databases. The SCP uses a different name on each website it joins. However, every recorded username chosen by the entity has either included the word... Oh, oh, sorry. Other tradition, when we have a guest, it doesn't have to be legitimate, especially if you didn't think of it, but you have to tell us what the redacteds are, even if they don't fit the spaces. You have to give us names or words for them. Oh, I... I, I was wondering if you were going to ask about that. You don't um, have to give I, us the legit answer. Okay. Um, usually Tanhoney makes butter. up a word. Peanut butter? Peanut butter? Or being thematically linked, linked to peanut, peanut butter? butter? Is, that, is that it? Peppers? It's not oh, actually <laughs> it. No, but you heard it here first, <laughs> that's, that's actually it. All efforts are so peanut I, We can f- talk about that. We can talk about that later because I don't want to spoil too much. Oh, Absolutely, okay. of course. So peanut butter. All, all efforts to trace the SCP source have failed. It's currently unknown whether the SCP is a corporeal entity accessing the internet from a physical location or an incorporeal phenomenon that exists only on the internet itself. The SCP describes itself differently from manifestation to manifestation, but always claims to be between fifteen and thirty years of age. The SCP typically targets small but growing web communities that are centered around video games, television programs, musical groups, and similar interests. The SCP primarily targets English-speaking communities, though manifestations on non-English websites have been documented. Oh, there's a little footnote here. In June of 2014, SCP manifestations were confirmed on several Russian and Chinese websites, with the SCP observed to be communicating fluently in each site's respective language. Prior to this discovery, it was believed that the SCP exclusively targeted English-speaking communities. The SCP has proven capable of manifesting on as many as nine websites at once. It's currently unknown if this is the extent of its limitations or merely the highest number of cases observed by the Foundation. So this is What's one of those interesting ins- to me is that it's contained by DDoSing the site it's posting on. So does that mean it needs to have a connection, the site needs to have a connection from the internet to its domain for it to stay there? And that like boots it off? Like, so is it connected to the internet? I'm wondering. Who can say? Maybe we'll find out. Because usually, out. like, if, if, if it's, like, a post, it would be connected to the post from the examples we've seen before of semi-similar ideas. I'm kind of curious about this now. Are you thinking out loud, or am I supposed to answer that? Uh, up to you. Sorry. I, <laughs> that's okay. Generally, that's my idea, is I like to speculate or crack jokes or whatever. If you would like to, tell me you can, but you can also keep your lips zipped if you'd like. Well, I, I also I also like hearing people's, like, thought processes mm-hmm. uh, as they go through the article, so I don't want to, like, influence it too much. Basically, the way that I've written an article is the way that I've intended it to be experienced, so I don't want to mess with that too much. there. For the most part, the SCP uses proper grammar, spelling, punctuation, spell... Oh, Pepper's Ghost, what's this? <laughs> proper grammar, spelling, punctuation, and spelling... With all the occasion... Did you not notice that No, before? is that intentional? Huh? With only occasional errors. Oh. <laughs> There's a reason this page is locked, my friend. Ah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Wait, what? It displays a high level of... Oh, you know what? I think, I think maybe he's implying that this whole article might be a, a manifestation of whatever this is. Wait, hence why fuck? it's locked, so people can't change it. 
with only occasional errors and displays a high level of knowledge surrounding the topic see, of the web. See, see how it says occasional errors right after? See, it's clever. Oh, fuck. See, I'm on the ball, Peppers. <laughs> the website I got is participating in. Other members of the online communities frequented by the SCP generally considered to be affable, polite, enthusiastic, and helpful. Because of its attractive personality and active level... Of, wait, is this you, Peppers Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Active level of participation, <laughs> as the SCP will often become a highly respected user on websites within modest. a relatively short amount Twitch of time. Twitch mod. A modest of you. On a number of occasions, the <laughs> SCP has been promoted to positions of authority by site administrators. How's that oh going God. for you? I was joking. <laughs> the SCP convinced to show anomalous properties once it's established itself as a presence on an online community, usually within eight weeks of its initial join date. At that time, the SCP will send a number of private messages to other site members, beginning with other popular users, up to 650 of them. These messages generally begin with a declaration of friendship. <laughs> We're getting a little bit bold on this podcast, followed by fabricated details regarding the SCP's personal life, and ends with a request for the recipient's personal information. Just a long number on the credit card and the four digits on the back. Nice. Wait, so it's like, is it just an anomalous phishing email? No, that was my addition. I guess it takes the place of a user. Oh. (laughs) Damn it. If the user ignores the message or responds without providing any factual personal details, no anomalous effects will take place. If the user provides the SCP with factual personal information, the user and their account will become instances of Dash 1 and Dash 2, respectively. Within two two weeks of responding to the SCP's messages, uh, instances of Dash 1 will be injured in a violent incident. Such occurrences have included accidents, homicides, and suicides. Although these incidents result, usually result in immediate death, there have been cases of Dash 1 instances being rendered comatose, brain-dead, or similarly incapacitated. Investigations performed by local law enforcement units and Foundation agents have determined all deaths to be apparently non-anomalous in nature and explainable by forensic evidence. Excuse me. In one case, Foundation investigators found evidence that an individual had started planning his murder several years before the Dash 1 victim had ever joined the message board. It's currently unknown if SCP-1715 is somehow influencing these events, or if it actively seeks out individuals it knows will die. Which is it, Pepper? Which one reminds is it? me of, like... This kind of reminds me of, um... You know, there's sort of a concept in recent horror of, like, someone being dead and then they, like, haunt someone through social media or the internet. Although this is kind of the reverse because the SCP... Yeah, Yeah. the SCP targets them first and then after they die manifests. Or, like, they become the SCP, which is kind of interesting. Like, it's joining a collective of doomed individuals. Mm. Have you seen Unfriended, by the way? It kind of... and, And based on the... I, I, I know the general gist of Unfriended. I haven't watched it in its entirety. Yeah, um, I, I, from what it seems like, based on the way the question's framed, you could theoretically imply, because it not only is it seeking out individuals it knows will die, but these individuals had to have given it personal information that it could be some form of fate, which is interesting to think about in the SCP universe. But again, because it's not like concretely uh, tells you it's this or this, you can't quite jump to that, but I like thinking about that. Interesting perspective. After an instance of Dash 1 is deceased or otherwise incapacitated, the corresponding instance of Dash 2, so the account, remain active in its respective online communities, posting content that is consistent with Dash 1's personality and writing style. Instances of Dash 2 possess the same memories as their counterparts up until the time of their death, but deny that it... One thing that is interesting to me is they say... Okay, so is it only the original, not Dash 1, that is like the congenial personality... And then Dash 1's always just retained the other personality? 
uh, dash one has just retained the the, the, the the well dash two is the account dash one is the user of the account who gets sorry dash two is what i mean yeah because because they mentioned mm-hmm. the original scp is like kind and congenial but they say dash two uh remains the per- keeps the personality so i'm assuming that's why they're dash two and there is a main scp they're not all just dash twos Yes, there's the one who's contacting them, and then the people that are contacted become Dash 1 and Dash 2. Gotcha, so it's sort of like JoJo vampires and then zombies. Exactly. On the internet, yes. Yes. Instances of Dash 2 possess the same memories of their counterparts up until the time of their death, but deny that they are, in fact, dead, often accusing the inquiring party of being a (laughs) troll. We've got those in the comments. An internet user who intentionally tries (laughs) to provoke a negative emotional response from another user. I just liked the idea of the foundation having to footnote explain internet lingo. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Dash two. Do you discuss- think the foundation does that thing that like corporations do nowadays, where they hire like a guy to be like hip with the kids for their social media presence? Probably so, and they also probably have to have even more people to like sit down and explain to boomers like what the kids are doing these days. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Because I always wonder about that, right? Have you ever heard of Have you ever heard a term of like like uh, glowies, like FBI agents, because they like glow in the dark and are clearly FBI agents? I always because they always talk about like agents investigating the internet and stuff, right? So I always imagine they're like, "Hello, fellow kids, what is this anomalous <laughs> meme going around?" <laughs> so dash, there may or may not be a bit of that coming soon. Oh, Oof. perfect. Dash 2 discuss the same topics as their living counterparts, with the exception that they will occasionally post messages that can be interpreted in references to their deceased state, see addendum. Instances of Dash 2 remain active and prophylic members until such time that the SCP announces its departure from the website. Once this takes place, all instances of Dash 2 will reply to the announcement with various well wishes and goodbyes before immediately ceasing all anomalous activity. Beyond their apparently symbiotic connection to the SCP, there does not appear to be a limit to the amount of time Dash 2 can remain active. One group remained active for 11 years, analysing and discussing episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on a daily basis until the site was eventually shut down. By wasn't that actually a site that people... Because isn't that a site a lot of people link back to when they like try to tell creepy internet stories? Wasn't there like actually a really dedicated Buffy f- fan yes. board that... Uh, I wondered if that was a reference to that. So so basically... It, it, it is. and that But the Buffy fan board, if I remember correctly, was just one guy. Yeah, it was Wait, just what? one guy posting updates... So, so what happened, Tan, is back in the day, you remember, internets used to be, like, all forums. It wasn't really, like, social media yeah. or whatever. There wasn't Discord. Envision free, it was So there was, a, there was a Buffy forum, and, like, even for, like, a whole 11 years after, like, you know, MySpace was introduced, all these other platforms, there was one person that kept posting. And I think they found out it was just one really dedicated fan, like, giving updates. But, like, before someone properly investigated, it looked really creepy and ominous. Because, like, just 11 years straight, it looked like they were talking to themselves. <laughs> long after Buffy the yeah, Vampire that, Slayer stopped airing. That was that was a big inspiration for this article, so that bit over here is my shout-out. So if I'm understanding right, Dash 2's, like, other than, like, continuing their presence, interact with the original SCP. That's kind of, like, their purpose. Not necessarily even interacting with the original SCP. They just keep posting. Think of it as the Dash 2's being their ghost, their internet ghost. Okay, so the Dash 2's don't actually affect other people. They're just the result of the original SCP's actions. Yes. Okay. Interesting. The the Dash 1 is the person themselves, and then they die. Mm -hmm. And then the Dash 2 is their account, which keeps going as if they never died. But the Dash 2 doesn't, like, anomalously affect any other internet users. No. No. 
All right, Tim, keep going. So yeah, addendum. The following are examples of posts by SCP-1715-2 that could be interpreted as referencing the deceased states. So this is SCP-2-45. User, Tungsten. Real name, Daniel... Daniel whom? Howard. Daniel Howard, nice. age 16, brother of Todd. Cause of death, fall from a balcony. Context. Posted a discussion thread about allergies, responding to a user who complained of severe sinus headaches. Oh, my head starts killing me as soon as fall is over. I can sympathise with that. <laughs> you pronounced that face perfectly. Why don't you read the next one down now? Because I'm at least as tired. Sure. User, Pavlov's Lemur. Real name, Tyler. Pumpkin Sprats. Tyler Pumpkin Sprats, age 22. Cause of death, blood loss. Context, users were speculating the outcome of the series finale of the television drama Lost. After a user criticized one of Tyler's theories, a third user then came to Tyler's defense. No, no, it's cool. I just need to think outside the box. Except I can't really do anything outside the box. I'm kind of stuck, actually. Except I'm not. Sorry, I started rambling again. Anyway, don't worry, dude. It was a bad idea. I'm not cut up about it or anything. Except, never mind. Forget it. I'll be cool with anything as long as Jack makes it out okay sometime. Uh, and then our next one here, dash two dash one oh nine, is user XXX Lion Tears XXX, real name Rebecca, and I'm almost positive that's Rebecca Black. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you got it. You guessed it. That's Rebecca it. Black, age 14. Cause of death, decapitation. Posted in a discussion thread where users were encouraged to post pictures of what their faces look like. Uh, I don't think that's really possible for me, lol. Alright, and then uh, we have a communication log. Communication log. Under the username Carmichael, Agent Maliger. Uh, is it Maliger or Maliger? Maliger works. Agent Maliger engaged 1715 in conversation on Agent... July 29th, 2012, via an internet relay chat application. ARC. Uh, 1715 had recently become a moderator on Redacted.net, an online discussion board for fans of the Final Fantasy video game series, and was serving as an operator for the site's official chat room at the time Agent Maliger made contact. Before we read this, um, is this related to the Final Fantasy house? Because I've noticed you have a couple references in here. It is not. I don't know anything about Final Fantasy. So it's uh, funny that there are references. I, 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 there was like a an online group that like formed a house together uh over they like met on a final fantasy messaging board and they were like cosplay and pretend to be the characters in real life and it was like apparently a really bizarre environment and it's one of those things that circulates as like ooh creepy internet stories um so you know i i can't say i was aware of that one but i will also say that i chose final fantasy because it seemed like the kind of fandom where weird shit would happen so i guess points for me do you want to read the script with me peppers Okay. You want to be Stefan or uh, Carmichael? Should... Oh, I'll be 1715, definitely. Uh, that's that's Stefan Foster, right? That's Stefan, yep. All right. Yep. <clears throat> Hello. Hey there. Need something? <laughs> Age, sex, location. Uh, 18, male, Michigan. What's your real name? Brian Parker. Why do you ask? Just curious. Okay, then. Because when we chatted back on the Maple Story board, you called yourself Cameron Thomas. Ah, it's you guys again. You know cyberstalking is illegal, right? Why are you killing people? Whoa there, I haven't touched anybody. I'm just a lonely guy who likes to talk about Final Fantasy and occasionally Maple Story. Is that so wrong? Hmm. <laughs> 
smile. <laughs> what are you doing to them? You mean my friends? I didn't hurt them or anything. Real life just kept getting in the way for them. They were always saying they wish they could spend more time online. No, that's it. Oh, that's me, yeah. They were always saying they wish they could spend more time online. Oh, whoops. Sorry, I got confused. My bad. No, it's it's me. My bad. Who are you, you really? Dude, stop. It's against site rules to harass people for their personal information. Ironic coming from this guy. Of course I'm not going to tell you who I really am. After all, you could be anyone. <laughs> that feels especially ironic coming from this guy, since isn't that how he gets people by getting them to reveal it? Exactly. Yeah. Classic Stefan move. Following Agent Malaga's conversation, 1715 created a forum post announcing its departure from the website. The thread received 39 responses, no fewer than 26 of which are believed to have been written by deceased individuals. So this was this one has sort of a somber tone towards the end, but all in all, it's just like really neat. It, it has a little bit of humor in it, a couple references. Uh, but rather than getting, like, too depressing in tone, it's got more of, like, a mystery vibe to it that I really dig. Upvote for me. I'm going to have to give this one a 11 out of 10, I think. How many tonky faces Thank is that? Thank you. Somebody, somebody in the comments described it as, like, an internet campfire story. Mm-hmm. And even though that's not the exact, like, angle that I was writing it from intentionally, when I came to the end, I was like, yes, that's exactly what I was going for. Yeah, that that's kind of the vibe I got, too. Internet camp stories, like, a good way to put it. I like it. This is awesome. Nice. All right. Thank you. What do you got next? Wait, Tam, why did you put a timestamp? Oh, do I had to, uh, to mute for a little bit, but you didn't notice, so that's just for the editing oh. suite. Well, if you... Oh, right, because it'll still show up on your Audacity, I was going to say. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, next SCP, Tan? Next SCP, I'm glad you asked, is SCP-4505 by Pepper's Ghost. Surprise. Oh, good. This is History of the Anomalous Renaissance. So this is like, I really like this one, so I brought this one in. Oh, good. I'm so glad you like this one. I'm really proud of it. I kept trying to get people to collaborate with me on this one for years. I tried Jorik, I tried Cactus, I even tried Gears. For some reason, this is an idea that, like, made me really excited, but other people were just kind of like... I guess they just thought it was too dry. So eventually I got fed up and just finished it myself. <laughs> Dang, I'm kind of hyped now. What's the title for it again, Tan? It is called History of the Anomalous Renaissance. Ooh. And we're going to come with a little image here of SCP-4505-081 in the process of restoration. And it's item number, of course, 4505, object class is A. It's possibly to procedures. <laughs> That was the worst one yet. <laughs> the SCP-4505 <laughs> collection is housed in Reliquary Site 14 for storage and display. A minimum of three Foundation archivists to facilitate appropriate care and study of the collection. Any personnel involved in the research and or containment of anomalous artwork may be granted gallery access for educational purposes. Pending the completion and approval employee access request RS14-EA3. SCP-4505 items featured in the observation gallery are to be rotated on a bi-monthly basis. Alright, so this one, um, even though it has a shorter containment procedure, the title and the pictures kind of give me a pretty good image. I'm guessing there was some sort of, uh, like there was a renaissance for artwork, there was a renaissance for anomalous-based artwork, so it's all going to be like artworks with anomalous twists. We'll see. Description. SCP-4505 is the collective designation for 265 safe-class anomalous artworks created between the 14th and 17th centuries as part of the cultural movement known as the Renaissance. So you were exactly correct, yes. Hey. 
The original 130 pieces were previously listed as this is the footnote, by the way, were listed as individual SCP objects until their eventual consolidation and subdesignation under the parent number of SCP-4505 as part of the SEK class object class initiative in 1914. Additional works have been acquired and added to collection in subsequent years. So that freed up a whole bunch of numbers. Damn. Yeah, and that's that's something that I don't think anybody had really done before, but I wanted to have, like, some justification for why these aren't individual SCPs, and my answer is there was too damn many of them, and since they can just be put in a building and forgotten about, the Foundation was like, eh, just give it one number. <laughs> well, also, I think it's clever because it implies that, like, they change the numbers around as new information comes out, which also sort of lends credence to the out-of-character thing of how sometimes an older SCP gets deleted and someone else fills the slot or whatever, which is kind of neat. Indeed. I do like to think it's more fluid uh, in-universe. Yeah, now. and it makes sense, too. So the collection is available as an educational resource for Foundation employees. The following is a truncated list of artifacts consolidated under the SCP-4505 uh, designation. Staff members involved in the containment of any SCP-4505 item must familiarize themselves with the entire collection before beginning work. See Anomalous History of Art, Volumes 23-34. to Note that items are numbered in order of acquisition, not creation. I imagine giving a tour in the Anomalous Museum. Why don't we popcorn these? Between us. Okay, sure. Please you continue, because I didn't mean to interrupt. Go first. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You, you just fight among yourselves for the right. You want to do it, Peppers, oh, or uh, shall I? I'll start. Yeah, sure. Before. Title Pieta. Serial number SCP 4505 35. Artist Tondino, year 1623. Description Animate marble sculpture depicting the Madonna weeping over the deceased Christ. Inspired by Michelangelo's sculpture of the same name, Tondino's piece diverges from the original by posing the Madonna knelt over her prone son. The figures are non sentient and unresponsive to stimuli. The Madonna shakes her son and pantomime sobs but produces no sound. The deceased Christ is not independently animate, and makes no movements other than those instigated by the Madonna's physical interactions. Both figures feature realistic anatomy, visually emulating the elasticity and malleability of soft tissue within the context of the piece's internal action. However, physical contact from external sources will interact with the figures as solid marble. That's an interesting Several detail. Is- so, like, it interacts with itself, but you can't affect it by touching it. Correct. Several historical records pertaining to the piece describe an incident wherein a child's fingers were severed after playfully inserting them into the Madonna's mouth. These accounts are supported by recent internal imaging of the Madonna's stomach, which has revealed the presence of 11 fingers within three parties, as well as a large amount of coinage in various denominations. The Bite of 87. Is that the Bite of 87? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, 1687. (laughs) But yeah, I really oh, like these, like, uh, it's almost like bite-sized SCPs. I really love the format you went for of this. Yeah. It... Thank you. Like I said, like I said, this, I, I wrote that, obviously, while I was taking an art history class, uh, and I was thinking... Almost art is just a thing, like, mm-hmm. you would think you would be been around for a while. I would love to see an anomalous cave painting. Ooh. And like the little stick figures move. Has nobody done I that? Don't think so. oh. I don't know of any. Uh, Ooh. 
Ooh. Title, The Judgment of the Unrighteous. Serial number, SCP-4505-89. Artist unknown, year 1434. And there's a little picture here, too. Description. Bronze door with sculpted relief panels depicting various scenes in hell, as described in Dante Alighieri's Divine Comedy. Anomalous phenomena occur when it is viewed by a person who has recently committed an act deemed sinful by 15th century Catholic doctrine. Subjects who meet the above criteria will experience a cognitohazard-induced hallucination wherein they are surrounded by indistinct red-hooded figures. These figures are often observed holding and consuming the severed heads of cephalophoric saints. Effects subside entirely within 20 to 30 minutes. Could you tell me what cephalophoric means? A saint who has been decapitated oh. and carries their own head. Oh. There's just a word for I that. Thought it meant less. And if there's a word for that, I can't not use I've, it. I, I, I have to admit, the first time I read that, I, my mind jumped to cephalopod. <laughs> I thought they were like yeah, I was guys. assuming the same, like a bug saint or something. It's a weird word. All right, Tan. So the next one yeah. I believe is you. If we're going like in a circle, yeah, strategically placed so that I get the shortest one. Title: Cardinal de Mont. Serial number: SCP four five zero five one one eight. Artist unknown: Year fifteen fifty four. Description: Life size oil portrait on canvas with accompanying section of wall. The painting depicts uh, Innocenzo Ciucci del Monte. Adopted nephew and possible lover of Pope Julius III. The painting was removed from the Papal Palace multiple times after the death of Julius III in 1555, but always reappeared in the same place the following day. Attempts to destroy the piece were similarly undone. After several weeks' effort, it was decided the entire section of wall where the painting hung was to be detached from the building and removed from the premises. Nice. And uh, that's that's based on an actual historical uh, family couple i don't know how to describe it but <laughs> if yeah. i could say that actually happened they had to move the wall the more you know <laughs> well maybe not that part i don't know you can't prove it didn't happen title the elation of saint paul serial number dash 122 artist jean brodel year 1495 description oil on panel the painting features an anomalous chiaroscuro effect which causes the lighting of the scene to change over a 24-hour period with the movement of the sun moon and stars progressing in real time the rest of the scene which is otherwise static features paul the apostle standing before a crowd in what is presumably the artist's interpretation of a jewish synagogue the uh subtext here is that they were very incorrect all figures are dressed in italian formal wear common to the period paul is posed as though preaching to the assembly albeit with a thick stream of honey pouring from his mouth the heads of doves protrude from where his eyes would normally be found, and his fingers expel a milky substance which pools beneath him. Several bystanders are gathered around the puddle, using their hands to drink. Footnote 4. Several sources suggest that the surreal imagery corresponds to Paul's martyrdom as described in the Golden Legend. I see. Next we've got title Lorenzo de' Medici. My favorite Assassin's right. Creed NPC. <laughs> Serial number, <laughs> dash 164, artist unknown, year 1502. Description. An oil painting depicting the body of Lorenzo de' Medici in an, in an advanced state of decomposition. It is one of the earliest known attempts at crafting a fully animate and intelligent reproduction of an existing human within a two-dimensional space. Hey, like Cassie! Due to split opinions exactly. regarding the sanctity of the piece, it remained out of view in deep storage at Medician Academy of Occult Arts, which seems to link to something... Until yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an Italian group of interest. Hmm. 
until 1944. Footnote 5. During the Second World War, numerous an artworks, oh, that's a cool name for them, were disguised as traditional pieces and entrusted to the MFAA for protection, which subsequently allowed pieces such as 4505-164 to be discovered and acquired by Foundation Resources. See an anomalous history of art volume 81. Gee, that does kind of feel like art history. There's just too many freaking books. Or you could just watch the movie Monument Men and it would have the same... Uh... <laughs> give you the same background. Imagine Monument Men with, like, um, magic. Yes. Lorenzo allegedly commissioned the painting after he was drawn in by the artist's offers for immortality. The artist, whose identity remains unknown, succeeded in creating a painted likeness of Lorenzo that could hold conversations with viewers and move within the confines of its 126 centimeter by 104 centimeter surface as if it were a three-dimensional space. However, the depiction of Lorenzo proved to be more lifelike than intended and perished due to starvation several weeks after the painting was completed. Before its death, it reportedly subsisted on a bowl of fruit the artist had painted in the foreground, as well as an animate bird painted on a windowsill. No! Oh, Jesus, that's fucking grim. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's like what it is like. Yeah, I like to think that, like, it's like, oh, we figured out how to give portraits life. Fuck, we forgot to make them able to stay alive <laughs> like they're still working out the kinks and the magic at that point i love it it's kind of cool a neat detail i kind of like this because like even though there's not necessarily a huge overarching narrative this is like a really nice bit of world building for like uh anomalies throughout history in a more like because not every anomaly needs to be big monster or world ending event yeah so it's kind of like a really nice change of pace that adds a lot more flavor to the world that the SCP takes place that SCPs take place in is kind of neat. I like this so far. Awesome, uh, Tan. I believe that's exactly what I was going for. Yes, it's me here. So, title: Saint Peter. Serial number: SCP four five zero five dash two zero one. Artist unknown: Year fifteen eighteen. Description: Animate bronze sculpture created under the patronage of Pope Leo the tenth. That's right, right? X ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the piece was Roman numerals. That's why he's asking. <laughs> I don't remember this in SCP law. I'm pretty sure one of these Pope Leos was an actual lion. But I can't remember which one. The piece was originally envisioned as a living idealization of Saint Peter that could interact with the public and educate them on matters of biblical history and Catholic ideology. Though the project was initially successful, the piece began to question its own existence and subsequently developed a sense of individual identity, eventually culminating in a public renunciation of Christian belief. The church quickly removed the statue from public display. Records indicate the piece was scheduled to be destroyed, but for unknown reasons was instead gagged and buried in an unmarked plot. No! And remains there until it was accidentally discovered by a construction company nearly five centuries later. The figure has since been taken into Foundation care and given extensive counselling, though it still displays severe mental instability and social impediment as a consequence of its prolonged isolation. A psychiatric evaluation carried out in 1986 can be found in Chapter 6 of An Annotated History of Art-Based Life by Dr. Gertrude Blau. The figure can be violent, but poses negligible threat to viewers as it cannot leave its 0.7 meter by 0.7 meter base. Bruh. Why have the two Peter like that? Uh, I believe you're... Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. Title, The Mercy Stoop. Serial number dash two one three, artist Ignolio Celloni. Description: A plain gold basin set into an ivory stand with various scenes from the crucifixion of Jesus carved along its circumference, and a liquid poured into the basin gradually transmute into blood over the course of ten to twelve minutes. 
Originally created to hold holy water, the piece showed no anomalous properties until the artist's death in 1446. It was acquired from an unknown vendor in 1961 by the Horizon Initiative for its apparent Eucharistic property. What's Eucharistic? The group pres- um, transubstantiation uh, of like uh, you know wine into uh, the blood of Christ. Ah. Uh, the group presented it as a gift to the foundation in 1992 after a scientific examination revealed the transmuted blood to be from a male lipizzan horse. <laughs> was the gen- I don't want this anymore. Yeah, they thought it was the blood yeah, of Christ. They're like, you, you, can, you can have this. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, they, they thought it was holy, but it, it wasn't like a divine miracle or anything. It was just the world breaking as it does in the Foundation universe sometimes. Classy. Title, The Lamentation of St. Bartholomew. Serial number, 254. Artist, Garc- Garcicotti, uh, year 1576. Sorry, I struggled with that name there for a second. Description. It's okay, I made it up. <laughs> okay. Description, an unfinished oil painting on wood depicting St. Bartholomew in the process of being flayed from the heels up. The piece emits constant vocalizations of pain, which intensify in response to physical or auditory stimuli. No other animate characteristics have been observed. A notable degree of attention has been paid to the details in Bartholomew's exposed musculature, possibly influenced by anatomical drawings created by Andreas Vesalius in the years prior. The figures carrying out Bartholomew's flaying are dark and indistinct. It is unknown if this was a creative decision or merely a consequence of the painting's incomplete state. The skin removed from Bartholomew's legs has been twined and knotted into a noose. The posing of the figure suggests that the noose is drawn closer to Bartholomew's head with every inch of skin peeled from his back. Now a final one. Uh, Title, Trinity of the Red Court. Serial number, SCP-4505-265. Artist data restricted. Year, 1586. Description. Oil on canvas. Christ is suspended in a dark void, hanging by the neck from a rope which extends out of frame. Those who view the painting for a prolonged period of time will gradually notice changes in its contents. The effect resets after the viewer has looked away for ten or more seconds. Changes are consistent among different viewers, and viewing sessions and occur in the same sequence. Lacerations appear across the deceased Christ's body. A gesture is added to the lower left corner of the painting, pointing at the deceased Christ. Young children appear behind the gesture in a long line that extends into the darkness. A hooded figure mounted on a horse is added to the bottom right corner of the painting. The heels on the rider's shoes end in bloodstained spikes. Numerous puncture wounds appear on the side of the horse's body. Heavy chains appear around the hooded figure, binding its arms to its torso. The deceased Christ raises his arms towards the jester and rider. See Archetypes in Anarch Chapter 5, King, Clown and Consul. Christ's expression changes to a broad grin. Ooh. So I really like that ending. It's uh, suddenly very ominous. Well, that was a nice little prompt. Uh, or, not prompt, sorry. What's the word I'm looking for? Romp through, like, nest, like more... I don't know if you'd call it lighthearted because some of the pieces were dark, but you know what I mean? Like, less world-ending or impending or, like, yeah. high stakes. I liked it. I'm going to yeah. give this one a solid 9 out of 10, maybe even a 10 out of 10. Gave it an upvote. It feels like we're sort of sort of, like, brushing against maybe something bigger but we're getting like this third hand storytelling maybe maybe but i also on one hand i get what you're saying and i i like that direction too but on the other hand i kind of like the idea of this just for once being something yeah. that like isn't part of some evil plot it's just like anomalous art yeah no man just been this like this is evidence of other stuff 
through the arts. Especially because, like, yes. you know, art techniques have been developed and, and, like, created throughout history. So it's kind of like, this is early anomalous art, which maybe is why it's so non-threatening. Because it's, like, simple. But, yeah. And, you know, art in general, like, echoes things happening in the world at the time. Mm-hmm. And so just as Lorenzo de' Medici is a real person who anomalous art echoes... Uh, you see things happening in the anomalous world echoed in the Trinity of the Red Court. I don't know if you, Tan, have actually read 2732, but uh, the jester in that artwork is uh, meant to represent one of yours. I did. Which you can I did. Yeah. Yes, who? <laughs> I did what notice jester? That. The jester. Um, it's all, all, all Bubble the Clown. <laughs> Hong Kong? <laughs> Hong Kong. All right. Is, is, is well, Bubble in 2732 as well? I didn't realize when I read that. Uh, I, I believe that is the implication, yes. I, and I like the idea of him and uh, 701 having some connection to the Scarlet King and then forming like some kind of anti-trinity. I don't know, it's... It, it's... I, I don't have any actual headcanon for it. I just like the uh, the aesthetic of it. <laughs> hey, fair and enough. So that's what I wanted to include here. All right. So all we have left is the comment reading. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're not doing. We're doing this very shortly after the recent episode came out. So this is probably a bit a bit yeah. shorter than usual. So if your comments aren't in here, too bad. So slow. Um, you should have read yeah, it to in a more a... timely manner. <laughs> this is a reward for your loyalty if you did. To give you an idea, we usually record episodes on Wednesday, and they go up on Saturday, fellow viewers, but our last episode, uh, 64, went up on Saturday, but because of scheduling, we needed to record on Sunday uh, with Pepper's Ghost, so this is only one day after, so if there's like a lot yeah, of so comments that aren't in this, that's why. But that means you have more time to comment before the next episode, because we don't need to record one this Wednesday, it'll be the Wednesday after. So, yay, yay. Alright, so first, from Small Micro Raptor, we have... I thought this one would be about gamers against weed. This is an internet um, troll, so you don't have to pay attention to this. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, from Comedy Man Kelp, we have Hi Kelpony and Kelpnell. My theme recommendation for this week is Your Mom! <laughs> you just owned. Oh, we, I have like a couple of maternal SCPs we could have used. <laughs> there we go. Damn it. It's all good. He didn't deserve it after that comment. Tan let him know what was up. Yeah, there's a comment uh, saying, it's over now. It would have been kind of funny, though, if we were like, hey, that's an excellent suggestion. Your mom will be the theme. <laughs> Goodness knows we have enough. It's true, it's true. There's enough to do with you uh, about any sort of collection Lim- of words. Lang Lim says, can't wait for Tanhony to say Spine Spire wrote 5,000. Not gonna happen. I already know who wrote that one. Who the fuck is Spine Spire? Tanhony likes to make up fake authors when he shows me one of his SCPs, hopes I don't check the history. He doesn't check. I don't think anybody's cool enough to have a name like Spine Spire. That's kind of a neat name. Forrest WW says, still hoping you'll do a Spike Brennan episode one day, my favorite author. I still don't know who that is, but I know he's brought it up since, like, the the single-digit or early double-digit episodes, and Tan was like, we'll get to it soon. We've never gotten to it. We will get to it soon. We'll get to it. I don't believe him. Uh, Spike Brennan was one of those authors who, you know, I hear it, and I immediately go, oh, he's a great one. He's he's written a lot of great things, but if you, like, ask me to name, like, a particular SCP he's written, I just think of, like, a character, not an SCP. Completely fair. I don't know anything about him, so I can't comment on that. Sheldon Katz. The, 
the bowler says, that bit in the description actually fooled me. Uh, yeah, referring to I, Tan putting the fake name in there. It wasn't even the right one. You didn't say anomalous toast for the scarecrow. You said, like, something weird. I said hazardous toast. Or, yeah, but for but that was for the one before oh, yeah. the scarecrow. Oh, yeah. For the scarecrow, you said, like, something tower. And I immediately yeah, called you on the it. Tower. But that's because you already suspected it. Brand- if I hadn't done it earlier in the episode, you would never have found out. Yeah, okay. Brandon Hamilton says, Hey, everyone, it's me, DJ Cactus. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on this banger of an episode. Thanks, Cactus. That is not DJ Cactus. Could be. A bush from the island of Does Borneo. Does he say banger? What? Does he say banger? Yes. I've never heard him say banger. No, I don't know if he says banger. My friend enough, DJ probably. would never say that. Well, my friend DJ would. Comment below if you think DJ Cactus would say banger. Uh, a bush from the island of Borneo says, I eagerly await the episode when you read SCP-5000 and you finally begin to re- and you finally begin reading the best series on the wiki. I don't on know what you're referring note, to here because Hon- SCP-5000 is one article. So I don't know which he, series I think he means the 5000 series of ah, articles. Ah, right, right. Have you not read any 5000? I have. No, I we, don't, I... we don't bump to the next... We don't bump to the next level till we do the thousand of that series. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we started in series one. We moved. We go back in time like we did for some years today, but like we started in series one. After a while, we went to series two, then three, then four, then five. And once we do 5,000, we'll be on six. Okay, so you haven't even read my like second highest rated thing. Not yet. I really wanted to read it for this episode, but I had to stick to the, to, the, to, the, to the K-pop. Very fair, very fair. On an unrelated note, Tanhony, your 001 proposal, Dead Men, is probably one of my favorite 001 proposals, and it's my headcanon for the Ethics Committee. You did a great job writing it. Thank you. Good day, Good day says, Big terrifying world-ending monsters dying by incredibly mundane means will never not be funny to me. True. Of course, that's in reference to other child hungers that we read uh, last time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, insert clever name here says it seems as if the internet trolls were, ch- inter- were truly were internet trolling unless Tanhony still has something up his sleeve I've always got something up my sleeve alright and I'm not reading this one because I told them if they do another week X of reading I will not read that comment so I'm going to skip over you this week thoughts experiments and other stuff wow um, oh, yeah I, I know I had to bring down the hammer um, and then Tyrant. I'll read your other one because you didn't mention it in the other Whoa. one. You left two comments. And the other one he wrote, oh, I accidentally hit the back one. Hang on. Oh and the other one he that. wrote, okay, depending on what way you read this, this comment will be here before my main one. And yes, I know I've double dipped in the sauce, but I poked into the discord and comatose. Sorry. Oh, well, welcome to the discord friendo. I don't know what that means. What? I don't understand. What? Like, what information is this comment conveying to me? Was, um, he said he's in the Discord. And he's comatose? I don't know the comatose sorry Is he okay? I don't know. <laughs> Has anyone ever really gone as far as to go to look more like... Comatose sorry? Mm-hmm. I was going to start interrupting lastly, my comments with that. And then lastly, an anomalous writer writes, Tanhony once again to see... Alright, I'm sick of this shit. Talking my gun, Anomalous. I've had you can't them. make right. fun of Anomalous. The episode doesn't get released about him. We can't act <laughs> against true. him. Especially, especially because he has to mute so many of your audios this episode because you kept fumbling the ball. Uh, but yeah, alright Anomalous, you get to live just this once, but you you say that again to me. 
and there will be issues. This actually was probably your one opportunity to fool me, Tan, um, because I'm going to check all the histories now, but I assume because it was a guest that it would be all there, so you could have slipped one in there. Could have plotted behind Yeah, but Peppa's ghost would have known that he didn't write it. Yeah, you didn't plot with him behind uh, my back, and that was where you failed. I probably would have been way too slow on the uptake to play along. Totally fair. I don't remember writing this. All right. And that was all the comedy. Like, hey guys, I didn't write that. <laughs> I would have cited. I would have liked you more for it. I would have respected you. Tired of this deception. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully this this comes out all right. Have you guys ever just like had a guest totally fumble the recording aspect of it and just ended up with like a bunch of dead silence in your podcast? Not in this podcast but i have had a podcast i i ran a second podcast limited series for yasmi poon poon uh and several times one of my co-hosts would completely bungle the audio and i had to spend like hours making it like you know actually listenable to and even then there would be issues and it was frustrating but i don't think we've had that yet with a guest i think on our own parts there have been two or three times back before we had anomalous where Tan dropped the ball on editing. There was once in Creepypasta where you, like, couldn't hear his mic at all, which was a super shame because that was, like, one of our funnier episodes. And then there was another time that was my fault um, where something was weird with my mic and I sounded like I was down a well, and they made a gag out of it. Oh, oh fingers crossed it doesn't happen again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now that we have Anomalous, those issues rarely pop up. He's pretty on the ball. And he has a whole week to prepare this instead of a couple days. So um, I think it'll be oh, right. I wasn't implying it was going to happen to him again. I was implying that I was the one who was going to be bungling the ball. Oh, no, no. Yeah, but I I'm mean, like, if, if the ball gets bungled, our editor Anomalous will fix it. Audio surgery. The, the main issue okay, is... well, I've... Yeah. They, they better get ready, because I've, I've, I've got some pretty big ball, bungled balls. Uh-oh. <laughs> I... Well, before we... Good night. Yo, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say good night, everybody. I don't know... Where I was going before, with that. Before you end off, is there anything you'd like to plug or tell us about Peppers? Um, everybody needs to read 6,000 entries. It is really, really important. And there you have it. Uh, and Vote. Read. And don't get, don't get burnt out. Because if you try to read, like, for four hours every day, you'll get burnt out and then just not read the last, like, 30 SCPs that are posted. I know this from experience. So just pace yourself. I did realize that because it's based on voting, right? But even aside from, like, say, voting for your favorite author, which I would give the community the benefit of the doubt and say they usually don't do that, I imagine with how many entries that most people don't read all of them. And, 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 which would probably be fairly reasonable because from what I've noticed, people like to make their thousands entries really long. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was imagining how that's done fairly because I, I would assume people naturally gravitate to authors they recognize, read those, and vote based on those. But I don't know if there would be a perfect system for it. To be honest, it's probably as close as it does. Get. It does tend to favor the first one out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, Shaggy's entry for five thousand ended up picking some traction despite. Uh, despite being posted on, like, the last or second-to-last day, it ended up coming in second place, which is probably the most impressive comeback. Uh, oh, wow. I posted 4,000, like, at the on the second day, I believe, of that contest. Do you think so, that if the Shaggy fellow had posted as earlier, he would have beat 10? Because that would be very funny to me, and I would like that alternate reality. Um, I don't know if he would have beaten 10. Like, who can say, really? 
Um, I do think that Shaggy is one of the Wiki's best authors, so yeah. he, he'll probably end up getting a, a K spot at some point or another. But I'm really happy with 5,000. It just has the it, it just has a good XK sort of spot vibe to it, you know. Yeah, like, don't say yeah. too much about it because I don't That's know anything about it outside the most Vegas things. Because uh, I, I have to react to it fresh, so don't give me too many details on it. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't even talk about the pineapple. No. All right. <laughs> fine. Whatever. Sorry. Especially not <laughs> anyway, the pineapple. Thank you so much for. So thank you so much for coming on. It was a lot of fun to have you, Pepper's Ghost. I would love to do stuff with you in the future. And if you want to pop into our Discord, we'd love to have you there, too. Great, yeah, send me an invite. Yep. Thank you for having me, too. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. No All right, worries. well, I guess we'll send it off. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.